My name is Dr. Tram Jones, and since 2019, my wife and I have been living in Haiti. This is the story of our life there and the patients we've seen. In the United States, I took care of thousands of patients. After residency, I worked exclusively in the hospital, something I enjoyed very much, and I took pleasure in having a meaningful, strong relationship with my patients. And yet, I had almost never received a gift from a patient. Of course, these patients, in combination with Medicare and insurance, were paying me. No matter how substantial the rapport, there was always an economic, transactional aspect. There's nothing wrong with this, but this is just how it is in American society. However, in Haiti, it is different. I regularly receive gifts from my patients. And this is not some form of payment wrapped up as a gift. It is hard to explain, but to me, it feels more like an offering of friendship. There is no sense of exchange. I want to tell you the story of one of these. It was a typical Thursday in the third week of the month. Myself and our intern, Claire J, had made the long trek up the mountains in a Toyota Land Cruiser with a gaggle of nurses and techs. We were going to the little community of Boucanboye. It was a typically bright Haitian day. Since living in Haiti, I had stopped looking at the weather app in the mornings. If it wasn't the rainy season, you could assume it was going to be somewhere between 85 and 95 every day. We got going seeing patients. The crush of people waiting on these days is often debilitating. Several patients in, Clerget pulled me over and asked to use my handheld ultrasound. I have a device that will connect to my phone, and it allows us to perform sonography, even in the mountains. I said no problem and handed it over and continued talking to the patient in front of me. After I finished with her, I walked over to a small room in the schoolhouse where Clerget was ultrasounding the abdomen of a pregnant woman. She looked to be around eight months. But, much to our surprise, as we both looked at the screen on my iPhone that was connected to the ultrasound probe, there was no fetus. This woman was not pregnant. We sat down with her and her husband and asked her her story. They noted that her abdomen had started to grow two years before. At first, they assumed that she was simply pregnant, but it kept growing and there was no sign of a child. She had been to another hospital that had done an ultrasound to confirm that she was indeed not pregnant, but that she rather had a large mass growing in her abdomen. They had returned to their village because the surgery would be too expensive. Claire and I knew that we could not do anything for her in the mountains, so we asked her to come to the physical Lisboatimun clinic the next Monday, when we could have a gynecologist present. As she was walking out, my friend Mercedia, who was our community health worker for the village, walked up to me and told me that this was actually his cousin, now, this made me happy and reassured because it's often difficult for our families to get from the mountains to our clinic. I knew he would make sure that she made it. The next Monday, sure enough, Mercedia, whose name translates to, thank you God, was outside the clinic with the woman and her husband in tow. We expedited the couple to the front of the line to see our gynecologist. I went into the room with them. The gynecologist performed a transvaginal ultrasound and saw a large cystic mass, likely ovarian. Now the good news, as we all knew, was that this was likely not malignant, not cancerous. Normally, if a mass that large has grown slowly over the course of a couple years with no obvious other problems, it's probably not cancer. If it was cancer, the woman would likely have already died. Later that night, I spoke with one of my friends in the U.S., Dr. Mike Kidder, a gynecologist who had visited Haiti many times. We reviewed the images from the ultrasound together, and he agreed that this was a benign mass that could be cured by removal. And that brought up the question that always comes up with these more complicated cases. Where should we have it removed? I started to network among my fellow doctors in Haiti. I finally found a trustworthy surgeon in the most unlikely of places. 
He was a Haitian who was the head of a surgical center out towards the Dominican border, one of the most gang-ridden areas in the entire country. I conversed with the surgeon about the case, and I asked for specialized labs to more definitively rule out cancer. Unfortunately, there are only a couple laboratories in Haiti that can perform advanced tests. These are invariably found in the downtown area of Port-au-Prince, right in the belly of the beast of gang violence. I called the family and explained to them what would be needed. The husband agreed right away. He was desperate to get care for his wife. He said they would manage this over the next week. One week later, I was in the courtyard of the clinic and I recognized the husband and wife. I ushered them into my examination room and asked them how they were doing. Their story was not encouraging. They had gone down to Port-au-Prince from laboratory to laboratory, asking for someone who did the test. Eventually, they walked across the National Square in front of the former National Palace and they were approached by men with guns. They were robbed and then as they ran away, they were shot at. The husband tripped and injured his leg, but they made it away with their lives. When I heard this, I conferenced with the surgeon. He was a little shaken up by the story, although neither of us were surprised. We agreed that we would proceed with the surgery without the labs. We had no choice. In the meantime, my friend Mike had offered to cover the $400 cost for surgery. This price tag, although a bargain for a large abdominal surgery, would have firmly put the operation out of reach of this family from the mountains of Haiti. As my friend Mercedia said, if they had had the money, they would have done the surgery a year before. And so we arranged for blood to be ready for the patient. Her husband donated, and she made it out past the gangs to the surgery center. And finally, she went under the knife. This is, of course, a sped-up version of events because this whole process took weeks to organize. Two months later, I noticed the patient's husband outside our clinic again. He was carrying a bucket and walked into my office. He told me that his wife had undergone surgery and was doing much better. In the bucket were a dozen eggs, meant as a gift for me and my wife. He said it was just a small offering, but he said he wanted to do something more. He asked if I wanted a goat. Now, in my time in Haiti, I have learned to accept any gift. And so I said, absolutely. I'm still waiting on the delivery of the goat. I plan to name it Mike in honor of the donor for the surgery. What will become of Mike is dependent on his appearance. If he is a cute goat, and honestly most of them are cute, I'm sure my wife will want to keep it alive. He can roam the clinic grounds. But if he happens to be ugly, fortunately, goat meat is one of my favorite Haitian foods. Haitians are very free with giving and receiving gifts. I've been given mangoes. I've been given eggs. It happens all the time. And for my patients, these are sacrificial gifts. These are not gifts given out of excess, but gifts given that have a real cost for them. I accept them with pleasure because of what they represent. Thank you for listening. Every Wednesday morning, we publish a new narrative from life here. We are simply telling stories as we have seen them in Haiti. But Haiti is a fascinating country with a rich history, and there are many Haitian voices that can tell the story of Haiti in all its facets, and we encourage you to seek them out. As we made this episode, some names may have been changed to protect confidentiality. If you enjoyed the show, tell your friends or give us a rating wherever you find your podcasts. To learn more about the work of Light from Light in Haiti or to get involved, visit us on the web at lightfromlight.me. Thank you and God bless.